Hey everyone, this is Lane from 1232. Just wanted to record a special intro to this episode as it has been so long since we last recorded. Kyle and I have both been experiencing some life stuff as people who work full-time jobs and um, are, are living life, and so it's been hard for us to get to sit down together and record, but we are really excited for this episode in particular. We are hoping that you guys find it as meaningful as we did as we reflected back on the past month and the craziness and busyness that it's been, and... Um, yeah, this one's a little bit more conversational style, a little bit less um, specific topical. We didn't even know what we were recording before we jumped on this about a month ago. And so I hope that you enjoyed. I am so thankful that you guys have been continuing to listen to the episodes and um, join in this journey with us as we explore culture and explore how the Bible kind of impacts and works through that and around that. So thank you for tuning in, and um, we'll catch you next week. Thanks. I did yoga the other day. Man, yoga's good. Ever done yoga and yourself up to the devil? Basically, yeah. I mean, literally. It was it was a little weird because like there was like you know the Hindu words and stuff were in there, but if you can get past that and look at it as a meditation practice to move closer to Jesus, it's really cool. And so it hurt and it kicked my ass though. Am I still? Yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said about especially in our Western context, mm-hmm. reconnecting our physicality with our spirituality. Yeah. I think it's huge because we've connected spirituality all to our, our mind, but our body's a part of that as well. Mm. Um, John Mark Comer talks a lot about that yeah. and incorporates moments of breathing and stillness and open ourselves to sense the spirit in us and in our bodies and being present um and think it's it's really beautiful when done with the foundation of christ huh yeah i feel like in our busy lives i'm sure some of us listen to this podcast and feeling rushed and um last week um we both felt a little rushed we felt a little um just kind of like there was life was moving really fast. Kyle, you were kind of in some big tests and projects and stuff. Um, I was in the middle of a lot of meetings, a lot of um, building discussions, a lot of board business and um, relaunching our young life stuff in, in our area. And so I think, I think we felt a little, just a little rush. So I think it could be nice to just slow down to the start of this podcast. Um, Take some time, just be in yourself, um, be embodied. It's a weird thing for me. I feel like um, one of my defense mechanisms is detachment. And so it's easy for me to just kind of leave this the sense of, of myself um, for the sake of making life easier. And so, yeah, I think, I think I'm just going to take 30 seconds. And just, uh, yeah, just be. If you're listening at 1.5 speed, this will be 45 seconds. We pray, yeah.
that we're reminded that we are souls in bodies, not souls and bodies. Lead us, guide us, God. Um, help us today. Amen. Yeah. So, hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, the 1232 podcast. Beep, 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 beep. Um, today, we're talking a little bit about, um, first thing, I'm Lane. And I'm Kyle. How are you doing today, Kyle? Better. That's good. That's good. I'm glad. Um, no, I, I I'm, I'm going to throw this out real quick. After a moment of of silence, you know, I'm reminded and was reminded in that moment of the psalmist hmm. when he says, "Be still and know that I am God." Hmm. Um, hold on, I'm going to look up that passage real quick, but it just reminded me. That, yeah, Psalm forty six ten, just reminded me that at least in my life, I can get so preoccupied and so lost in what's next, mm. um, what needs to be done, what am I res- responding to, what am I doing, what am I producing, and especially in a season where work looks different than. I had anticipated where my life has taken a different direction. It's, my life's great. Don't hear me wrong, but it has taken a different direction than I had foresaw. Um, mm. And there's no change in that in the foreseeable future. It's easy for me to get lost in thinking that my full experience of God is in the future. Mm that when I get into a position or situation or a season of life, that's more aligned with what I have envisioned that then I will fully experience God and know who he is, but God is here and he is present and he is just as much the loving and gracious and merciful and powerful God in this present moment as he will be in the future. Yeah. Hmm. There's a, there's a great song that I, that I love. Um, it's by John Mark McMillan. I think it's nothing stands between us. And um, one of the lines is, um, and, I, and I'm going to probably mess it up a little bit, but you'll get the gist. Um, it goes, have I tried to scale your walls in vain um, to walk your seas? I've pushed against your waves. Um, what for all the lie? What for all the lies have you to say? Were you there beside me this whole way? Mm-hmm. Poetic, um, and has been meaningful to me in times where um, life just seems to drag, and I'm trying to scale the walls and and ascend and push through the sea to find God on the other side, and mm-hmm. He's there with us in the in the drudgery as much as he is in the times of peace and silence and solitude. And so, yeah, that's really good reminder. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's 
maybe this somebody needs to hear this um, in this season of of life where it's been a lot of waiting for me and a lot of silence and a lot of unknown and drudgery. God has been constantly drawing me back to. It's basically every single biblical character. <laughs> you know, it's so easy for us to focus on the mountaintops, the highlights, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, wow, I want to be like uh, David killing Goliath, or I want to be Moses parting the Red Sea, or I want to be Abraham starting a family, you know, breaking off from his pagan roots and becoming yeah. this nation, or I want to be like Jesus. And we ignore the 80 years of Moses's life that it took to get to where he actually came into Egypt to free the Israelites. You know, 40 of those years were as a shepherd, which I don't know if there's a more boring job than being a shepherd <laughs> for 40 years. Yeah. You know, David, for, uh, it's like 15 some years, was on the run, hiding mm-hmm. in caves. Yeah. After he was anointed to be king, was on the run for over a decade. Yeah. Jesus for 30 years of his life was a carpenter yeah. before he began his ministry. Abraham for the majority of the time that God had given, given him his call, his purpose, his vision for 80 plus years of that had no promise. Um, no promise realized. Yeah. And I mean, you can go to essentially any biblical character and there's always always a season much longer season of weight than there is of abundance. And if we lose heart and we give up in the season of waiting, then we miss out on the promise. Hmm. I just read in numbers this morning about the Israelites coming up to Canaan. They've been wandering. They hadn't even wandered. They've been going through the wilderness for just a few months. I don't know the exact timeline, um, they're going through the wilderness from Egypt. They've been rescued. God has shown up multiple times in miraculous ways, but it's been hard. It hasn't been easy. And they're on the doorstep of the promised land, that which God wanted to give them. And they sent in people to scout out the land. Most of the guys came back and said, we can't do this. It's too hard. It's too mm-hmm. scary. We're going to get slaughtered. We can't do this. And they gave up. And every single adult, missed out on the chance to see God's promise for them yeah. because they didn't believe God was faithful. They mm. didn't believe God was good on his word. And that is one of my biggest fears is that, and, and, and one of my reminders to continue being faithful is in this moment, you could be on the doorstep of the promised land and it's hard. No one's denying that. This isn't to say life is not hard. Life doesn't suck. You've had to go through some mm-hmm. crappy situations. That's true. And there's probably some battles up ahead, but you're on the doorstep of the promised land. And if you just trust that God is faithful, that he is good to his word, that he's good for his promises, you know, he's going to come through. Don't, don't turn your back on God because it's hard. Yeah. Because if you do that, then you're definitely going to miss out on the promised land. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 idea of faithfulness is running through my head lately, um, and and I don't have a definite conclusion on this because I'm, I've been thinking about it. But um, I know faith is believing in God's promise for us, um, and I know faithfulness 
is persevering and I could be completely off base. So send in an email, you know where to find us 12.32 at Gmail podcast the word 12 <laughs> dot the 32. number 32 podcast, podcast at gmail at gmail. <laughs> and so anyway um but this is what i've been pondering um faithfulness is pursuing even when it seems so far off and there is no end in sight uh ainsley my wife and i were talking about this just just today um waiting seems meaningful and you can use that in hindsight to describe something when you've received what you've been waiting for but before that it's um, pain suffering oftentimes drudging through um i do want to i do want to open up uh oswald chambers book here we might as well rename this uh, podcast the uh, oswald chambers oswald experience. chambers book. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um here we go. Hold on. This is uh, February 19th, taking initiative against drudgery. And I'm going to drudgery is one of the finest tests to determine the genuineness of our character. Drudgery is work that is far removed from anything we think of as ideal work. It is utterly hard, menial, tiresome, and dirty work. And when, and when we experience it, our spirituality is instantly tested and we will know whether or not we are spiritually genuine. In this chapter, we see the, and this is John 13. In this chapter, we see the incarnate God perform the greatest example of drudgery, washing fishermen's feet. And I think, um, yeah, oftentimes waiting is drudgery and it's, um, we don't know what's on the other side. It's like, I think of our, our friends, Aaron and Chad, um, they tried to have a kid for four years. Um, and and we're constantly disappointed every month. I, I can just about guarantee it. Um, probably, and I haven't, I haven't talked to them about this, but I need to. And probably, um, yeah, just really struggled. And and we're at the end of their rope. And then uh, a miracle happened. And they they had a baby, little Ezra. And so, yeah, it's, it's not, I think there's a danger in our approach to the Christian life that can say, Faith is believing in the future and claiming it to be, but that's not the way that it goes. <laughs> Oftentimes, and I'm, I'm I'm speaking of this, but you're living it, um, and so yeah. Mm. There's, mm. yeah, I I think a lot of that danger comes from our mixing our Christian life with our Western culture mm-hmm. where we have been trained yeah. by basically everything that we experience day in and day out to have instant gratification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you just go to the, the Christian self-help book section, you know, mm-hmm. it's how do I get my best life now? How do I experience God's blessings for me today? Like it's all this, like, emotional like we want to feel good we want god's blessings we want all we want it today and we want it forever yeah and that's not that's not how it works um you know there's the beauty of the christian faith is that we look forward to the day that that will be where we get to be in full relationship 
with God and Jesus and the spirit forever world unending in heaven. Um, and that is our hope. Yeah. That is our joy. That is what we look forward to for the hope set before him. Jesus mm-hmm. endured the cross. Yeah. And we lose it. It's, it's so tough. It's so tough because it's not easy. And I don't presume to say that I have my life that much harder than, than anybody else's, you know, my yeah. experience at the end of the day, isn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot different than I had anticipated, which is difficult. Um, but there's something to be said about the pain and the waiting and the struggling and the drudgery and the endurance and still finding Jesus and God there. And there's something so beautiful and poignant and powerful about those moments. When you're at the end of your rope, you have nothing left. Your cup is run empty. You're, you're just done. Mm. And God's still there with you that, you know, I wouldn't give up for the world. You know, it's, it sucks to go through, but I don't know. It's beautiful. I, it's just, as you were speaking, it reminded me of the passage uh, from John. I, I can't remember the exact chapter, but Jesus has just given an immensely difficult teaching about um, sacrifice. And, you know, if you follow me, you're going to have to eat of my body and drink of my blood. Yeah. And people are freaking out. And I think <laughs> he ends the teaching by saying, yeah, I mean, like, if we follow you, we have to be a cannibal. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he ends by saying, and I could be wrong. So I apologize if I am. I believe he ends his teaching by um, essentially saying that if you follow me, you're, it's going to cost you your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the text says that basically the majority of everyone leaves. There's thousands of people. I mean, this was insane. So many people were following Jesus at this time. And after this teaching where Jesus is getting towards the end of his ministry and he knows his time is running short, he's like, all right, it's time to get real. Yeah. Like enough of the feel good stuff. If you're in this, it's going to cost you. Hmm. And thousands of people leave. And essentially it's just the 12 disciples left with them. And Jesus basically looks at them and says, well, aren't you all going to leave too? And Peter says, where else will we go? You know, and I, mm-hmm. I think sometimes when that's the response we give, we feel bad about it because it doesn't feel right or genuine, but there's something so beautiful. I keep saying that, but it, it is beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. Powerful yeah. about just being at the end, like, you know, I don't, I don't understand this. This is tough. This is hard. This doesn't make sense. This isn't what I thought I was signing up for. But I don't know where else I would go. Mm. You're all I have. Mm. So no matter what it costs me, I'm going to 
stick with you, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, John 6, 60 through 71 is the passage of scripture I was talking about. If you'd like to check it out. Yeah, I, I was, um, I was looking at a passage. Um, I, just, I think I just closed it. It's in second Corinthians. Um, and it says, we do not lose heart. This light momentary affliction is preparing for us mm-hmm. an eternal weight of glory. Um, or mm. what is before us is transient and temporary, but, um, yeah. And, and I think, and there's a lot more to it. I, I I'll find it in a second here, but, um, I think what, what is striking me most is when we realize that Jesus is worth more than anything else in our world. Hmm. Um, and acknowledge that we are entirely dependent on him for anything. I mean, physically as human beings, we could exist and live without God. I think, I think we talked about this in in the last episode. Um, but if we want to live in his kingdom, we need to be in relationship with him and his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. It's one that goes on forever beyond death and in life today and now. And so, um, yeah, if we, I I talked about this with our young life kids, just the, just the other night, um, we seek for so many things in our life, um, happiness, um, sex, um, food, joy, career accomplishments, everything that we're looking for, um, in our life is an echo of the kingdom that has come and is to come. Um, it is, uh, a desire to see a life where we are fulfilled. And in that echo of the kingdom, we are searching for Jesus. Um, there's a, there's a really cool video that I've, that I've watched and showed a couple of times. It's, it's, it's titled YHWH Yahweh. And one of the lines is, um, the the heart is essentially in everything you are looking for me and it's God speaking to his people and essentially saying, and this is what I believe to be true, that, that he is crying out, throwing pebbles at the windows of our soul, as a mentor mm-hmm. of mine would say, um, to catch our attention so that we can just be with him and, and stop using everything else to get, to get just, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, specters of his love in a sense. And that, that's what we're receiving, but we, what we need is his love. And so, yeah, when we acknowledge our dependence on him, it, it changes things and it puts us into a perspective that is right and is holy and out of our own dependence on ourselves and, and the world around us to fulfill us and, we can then go back into the world fulfilled and bring life. Very long, drawn out thought, but I think there's no, I think, yeah, (laughs) no, I, I I think you're onto something there. And as we wrap up this episode, which ended up being on, (laughs) not at all, all, but but which is, to see how the spirit moved and yeah yeah I, uh, I, the idea the practical mm-hmm. aspect you know i one of the things 
I want to challenge us as we continue to record these episodes is great. Like we got theology, we got culture. Okay. But what does this mean for our daily lives? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think the practical step as you were speaking that came to mind is this idea of Sabbath rest where in Genesis one, the whole creation ends with God resting and the speaker on this podcast, Bema podcast, if you want to look it up, B-E-M-A podcast, first episode, um, he was saying that God was teaching the Israelites, reminding uh, the, the listeners, us, that the Israelites had just come out of captivity from Egypt, where they were slaves for over 400 years, where their sole responsibility, their sole identity was making bricks and producing day in and day out every single day from sunup to sundown. That was their identity for over 400 years. And God is teaching them now that they're out of slavery, their identity is not in what they produce. Their identity is in who created them. Mm -hmm. And that's why Sabbath was so important was to remind themselves of where their identity, where their provision, where their hope where their everything ultimately came from, and that was God. Um, and tied into also the idea that the Jewish day doesn't begin at sunrise. It actually begins at sundown. So when the sun sets, that's when the Jewish day begins, and then it ends at sunrise. So your day begins with rest. In our culture, hmm. our day begins with productivity. We wake up, okay, what do I need to get done today? Here's my checklist. I got to go to work, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get done like, okay, now that I've produced, I can rest. Hmm. The Jewish day coming from this idea of Sabbath rest that we see in the very beginning of the Bible comes from um, the Jewish day begins with rest. I'm resting in the presence of God. And therefore, now that I have centered myself and my identity in God, I can move out into my work. And that's, I think that's the challenge for us. You know, whether you're in a season where everything is going great for you and you feel close to God, close to Jesus, you know, everything's lining up for you. That's awesome. Rest, mm-hmm. remind yourself of where your identity comes from. Yeah. If life sucks for you right now, it feels like everything's falling apart. You're just grasping at at straws, trying to hold on to something. Take a day, take time to stop and rest and mm-hmm. Sabbath and cease from work and striving and producing and remind yourself of where your worth comes from and be still and present in the love of God and Jesus and allow the spirit to speak to you. Yeah. The world will go on a day without you producing. I can promise you that. <laughs> no matter <laughs> no matter what you do if you're the ceo of apple or amazon or the world if you're the president <laughs> of the united states the world will go on a day without you producing um and if the president's listening to us hey joe nice talking to you but i, but I doubt he is um yeah yeah i think that's really true i think um to tack on but not to take away from um find ways to acknowledge our dependence on God too. And I think, I think one of those ways is in rest because in rest, we see that, that exactly that, um, 
God is moving outside of our product. I think as a person in ministry, that's something that's really hard for me. Um, when I take a day off and people are reaching out to me and seeking me to be a part of Jesus for them, um, it can be hard. And I think for a lot of people in ministry, they feel this and it's why we burn out and why we end up, um, doing unhealthy things as we've talked about in the past, among other things. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but when we acknowledge our human humanness and, and God's, uh, holiness, it's an acknowledgement of dependence position in, in, in the world. Um, and that we're not so important that if we take a day off, the ministry is going to explode. Um, the world's going to explode. And so, yeah, I think that's really good. Really, really good. I think that's it, huh? Yeah. Well, let's, before we, <laughs> before we wrap things up, Blaine, yeah. what would you say the one big takeaway is for our listeners from this episode? Oh man, we started you dial it down into one sentence. Yeah. What would you say the big takeaway such, is started in such an interesting spot. Um, I think from, from us to you as fellow believers or, um, fellow humans, depending upon where you land, um, fellow workers, Life is too important to get lost in the urgent, um, Mm. get lost in what's in front of us and lose our vision. Um, and more than that, lose our, our passion, our desire, our connection to others, our connection to God, um, and mental health sneaks in when we are isolating through busyness and so yeah slow down life moves pretty fast sometimes <laughs> to quote ferris bueller's day off <laughs> hey we got all here down, the 1232 <laughs> <laughs> i think that's really good um Hey, uh, we want to thank you again for joining us Yes, as we continue this journey of the 1232 podcast. If you like what you're listening to, uh, consider giving us a subscription, share it with your friends, with your family, We'd love for them to join in on the conversation. Mm-hmm. As we close out this episode, I just wanted to end with the passes of scripture that you alluded to earlier in the podcast lane from second mm-hmm. Corinthians yes. four, yeah. uh, 16 through 18. And I just want to read this. Uh, as a prayer over us all. And then we will all go our own separate ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do not lose heart. Mm. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are seen are eternal. Mm. So may you go in the peace and rest of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys next week. 12.32 podcast at gmail.com. Find us on the blog. We'll write something up and Catch you later.